This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe List. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Good golly, Miss Molly. Praise Allah. Harold be thy name. To H his own, the Kingdom Kung Major League Baseball, folks. We're here. Tuesdays on the prowl. We're in my apartment. West Village. Joe brought some cookies over. What a guy. Very expensive cookies, I might add. Well, this uh, neighborhood has uh, really changed. Used to be all apple orchards. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how you live here. I mean, you go to buy a beer. I mean, I haven't bought a beer since 1991, but uh, like a six-pack. I remember being at like a party in uh, the meatpacking. Were you there? It was right before I knew you. I was hanging out with Brooke Van Poplin. Soda was there. Sarah was there. We didn't wow. even know each other. Boy, I mean, we knew boy. each other. Uh, and then, time. Yeah, isn't it weird? You know, life is just, you know, it's weird. Now, did you see her then and go, hey, she's a doll? Yeah, which is, uh, which we've talked about before. Like, uh, you know, they say, you know, all these websites and Tinder or whatever, Grinder and this, this stuff. I'm on both. They say like, oh, you're just swiping and this thing. But that's how it used to be. You wanted to fuck somebody. Yes. So then you started talking about it. This has been pointed out before. Sure. But Match.com and all those, those are actually negative. Because you're like, let me make sure we like all the same bands, uh, all the same movies, all the same religions. Right. That's actually not how you're supposed to do it. I see. Like, and so the Tinder, the swipe thing, that's closer to the old days. Right. Like, oh, that fa- I like to see that face sucking my dick. I'm going to try to talk to her. There you go. I think you're completely right. Yeah, it just cuts down a lot of the time and a lot of the rejection is, is easier. That's right. really what it comes down to. It's not, I don't have to... I don't have to, you know, get rejected. Buy you a drink? No. All right, blow me, you fucking dyke. There was a lot of that back then. Don't fumble, use Bumble. Is that uh, something? Maybe? Maybe, yeah. All right. I, I saw your face immediately. It looked not good. Oh, shit. I should have hid behind the pillow. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's funny because, I don't know, I had a, a gal for 12 years we dated. Woof, a slave. Thank you. She was. And uh, <laughs> a lot of whipping. But uh, she, I went to my... Sophomore prom or sophomore dance. High school? High school. Wow. And I uh, was in my friend Ron's car. He had a real, uh, we called them uh, uh -oh. rice rockets. Oh, a rice rocket. Asian, I imagine. Yes, he had the gook tube with all the turn. This is, you know, it was the 40s. It was a different time. <laughs> Qdoba. <laughs> and uh, so we're out there and he had a hot date. Uh huh. And I was sitting in the back. I was the the John Cryer character. You know, I had the goofy uh, bow tie, I like a pink ruffles. Yeah, I yeah. was that guy. I had no date. And so he picks up a friend, Carrie, and she he had a date, Megan, and that was my gal for of 12 years. But he went on a date with her. So ah. I'm in the back with those two, and Ron's up in the front with his date, and I was talking to them, and my friend Carrie was on a date, so he was just... Bone dry. He couldn't yeah. say a word. Yeah. And I was fucking with the girl. You bird dogged him. I bird dogged. Yeah, you're a bird dogger. But she didn't, you know, there was no, it, it's so much easier to talk to a girl when you have no chance. She's on a date with him. Right. So I could just chat it up and yuck it up and be gay. And she was into it. I've always felt that way. When you meet a lesbian or a married yes. person, I'm killing. Killing. Yeah. Once someone's like, I'm single and then the person is single, I'm like, I sound like, you know, Jay Fox on Same. a windy day. Same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're shaking like a leaf on a, on a fig. <laughs> a fig leaf. Yes. But, but so, yeah, I, I, there's so many married women. I'm just like, I, I think I could fuck this woman right in the asshole, right in public on a bus. Completely. And uh, so I'm chatting with her, and she's like, this guy's fun and charming and confident. You know? I bet but that it, guy hated you, by the he way. He hated me, and he had a black eye at the time because he got into a fist fight the week before. He had a black eye? He had a black eye. Oh, I thought it was another slave reference. Ah, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. This was not. This was a car, not the Underground Railroad. Okay. So 
Cincinnati. We go to the dance, and he's just like, uh, Megan, can I get you a Coca-Cola? And I'm coming to, hey, sugar tits, what's cooking? <laughs> Fuck face, yeah, let me see that ass, woo! Now, were you aware that you were bird-dogging at the time, that, that this was going well? You're just being you. There was no, it was just being me. Uh, there was no flirty, because I was, you know, trying to be a good guy. I'm just like, hey, you're another person in the group. You know, I'm drunk, I'm half in the bag. Right, I bet every time you went to the bathroom, he was like, he lost his dick in the war, he's gay, his Bro. father hit me, his mother's, you know, no, Maybe. Uh, but then, you know, you'd see her later at parties. And I'm like, hey, how's it going with Carrie? And she's like, oh, we, you know, we had a falling out. And I'm like, oh. And then I would freeze. Ah. It's funny how that worked. But then later we uh, met at a party and got hammered and made out. Interesting. So there you go. That's the tale of two cities. Yes. The two best cities. of times and the worst of times. You ever read that book? I started it. Did you get us any further than the sentence I just said? Didn't know there was more to it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, no, I never read any classic. I guess I like Catcher in the Rye, which I read and loved. Yeah. Fahrenheit 451, I read. I don't retain any of it. I don't really know anything I don't about retain. it. It goes right out. It's hard to remember. That's why movies I've watched 150 times. Catcher in the Rye, I remember like the the when they did the, kind of the meaning of Catcher in the Rye with the cliff. I remember that, and mm, he was kind of he was funny and something. Yeah. But how do you retain a book for 20 years ago? It was words. What? You retain rye, rye catcher. Well, that's, I, that's all I retain, though. I'm like, that's ah. what I'm saying. I, I retain very little. Holden Caulfield, but that's part of the zeitgeist. Like you just know his right. name. I don't. I wouldn't remember. I remember reading a separate piece. I think yeah. there was a tree and a brain injury or something. Yeah, I think the guy was in the war. Maybe he's a soldier. Was he? I thought they were teenagers. Hey. I thought they were like 11 years old. He fell out of a tree and hurt his head. Some of the fence. Fence? It wasn't a tree? Maybe it was a tree over a fence. Maybe it was a tree that cut down and turned into a fence. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm on the fence on that one. Yeah, it's uh, Hidden Fences. What about... Uh, that's a great book. Yeah. Was that a book? No. <laughs> that's what my ex wanted, though, was a white picket fence. That's why we broke up. What's what? with the fence in the fantasy? I never understand the fence. <laughs> Who gives a shit about the fence? What about a gate? <laughs> I mean, most fences have a gate. They're on the house. <laughs> Just say it. Could it be a wall? I guess that's what I mean. I'm like, who fantasizes about <laughs> that? Hilarious. A car is something, but the fence, who gives a shit? Well, the fence symbolizes you're in a home. I guess. I thought the home symbolized that. Why would you say a home or a roof, a wall, I'll a tell door? You what it is because the fence makes you not sound greedy. Because if you just throw the fence out there, it's like saying, hey, I want a bumper. I guess, but the fence sounds cunty. I'm like, I don't want anyone in my yard. Stay away. That's a good point. I think it's like, this is something like one of these, you know, Harvard and SJW people that read as like race. That's subtle racism. Mm. That the fantasy is a, a fence. A fe what does a fence do? It keeps people out. Who does it keep out? The minorities. Uh, well, you can be a minority with a fence. I've seen a lot of minority families have fences. But they're hidden fences. Aha. Uh -huh. I, mean, I didn't see the film, but I think that's something. Is that a film? Hidden Fences. That was the big one, that right? Was it Denzel. I think that's the one where he's hitting the baseball bat and he's yeah. old and uh, yeah, I guess so. Something. I didn't. I didn't. No, see no, it's that. Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Something else. Fences. Oh, because I'm I'm doing the Jordan Temple. Yes. Jordan Temple combined the two. Swinging for the fences. Uh, hidden Figures is the thing, and that might just the, be fences. Hidden Figures is the girl cool runnings. Sort of. But, well, I mean, they like sent a guy to a moon. Those guys came in last in a race. <laughs> no pun true. intended. One had an egg, and uh, they, they carried the bobsled. Egg? Hey, the kid had an egg, Dougie Doug. He had an egg in his, in his tights that he would kiss. I really liked Dougie Doug, and then there was Dougie Fresh. That was something else, That was right? a different black. But they were both Doug E. Yes, and there was a Doug with an E period, right? It wasn't Dougie. That's a dance. Yeah, yeah, it was Doug... Doug space E period yes. space fresh and, and then, or. Then you could do the Dougie. Oh, later yeah. Later on. Okay, yeah. Later very, on. Very simple dance move, but it really caught on. Which one was the Dougie? That was the kind of. Show me how to Dougie. That was the kind of wave the arms? Was that that it, one? It was actually kind of like a, a line dance, but for brown people. What's this one here that I'm doing? That thing. <laughs> Wasn't that a name? That was somebody's That's name. That's Michael J. Fox. No, no, no. There was that where you had your arms down, you kind of flailed. Uh, yeah. I remember Jonagan doing it in front of a sign. I thought that was the Dougie. Maybe, but the Dougie had steps as well. Mm, like AA. Yes, 12. They had more than 12. 12 years of slave, 12 steps. There's something there. 12 inches and a foot. Yes, 12 dicks in my butt on Christmas. Oh, uh, yeah, the 12 nights. <laughs> yeah, 12 days as well. Anyways, I don't understand the fence fantasy, and I hope she gets a fence, but uh, 
By the way, oh. she moved to Manhattan. If she wants a fence, she's well, barking up the wrong tree. She moved to Manhattan because she's like, every girl has to live in New York. Oh, right. One of those things. And now she's in, you know, in, in the fucking East River. Oh, boy. She died. Oh, but. Uh, to no. me. No, no, she's getting married. Wow. Yeah. How's that feel? Well, it's uh, it's all the steps of life. It's the twelve steps, you know. You 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 grow, you progress, you go gay, and you you die of AIDS. Wow, that's interesting. My ex girl, my first girlfriend, has like children. She's like a mom. It's very bizarre to me. Oh, is that right? Like a bunch of children. Well, I think three, and they're like how many years? Zero. Oh, all right. Yeah, nothing. I just came on her back a bunch. Um, Yeah, just little pool. Just kidding. Um, Kidding. Oh yeah. But anyways, it's very it's very strange. You're like you you're so distant from the person. You're like this person I love. I was like I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this person, and then you barely even recognize them. It's a strange thing about life. Yeah. And they have kids. You're like oh wow, I have no feelings whatsoever. Yeah. Well, you know my ex, twelve years dated, high school, college, the whole thing. Our parents never met, which I almost am impressed by with myself. Interesting. And they're from the same city. Same city. Ten twenty minute car ride. Never met. That's an interesting thing. I wife's parents, they'll probably never see my parents again. We had the wedding the week, but oh, then it's yeah. like, my parents aren't going to Texas. No. They don't like, my mother doesn't like the heat. It's far. It's expensive. What are they going to do in Texas? Moon tower. <laughs> <laughs> my dad keeps submitting. He can't get in. <laughs> He's uh, white male. Um, we should talk about moon tower, I oh. guess, a little bit. Ooh, boy. One for the, I'd say it's, you know, Montreal, moon tower, and, some, and the rest are way behind. Great festival. I mean, yeah, what are the other great comedy fest? I can't even think. Uh, I haven't gotten into any. There's like Bridgetown in Portland, and then there's uh, there's a Great American in Nebraska. We oh, did that yeah, one. That's yeah. something. But that's a little weird. It's a weird one because it's in the middle of hell, and you got to take a bus and a flight, and like rickshaw. So uh, rickshaw won it one year. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. I liked it. Boston is more oh, of Boston, a. It's a I contest. love Boston. It's my town. But it's more of a contest. Yeah. I mean, we got to be honest with that one. It's not so much a festival as it is a contest. Yeah, and New York is great, but that's just because New York is great. Yeah, that one's not as fun because you're not going out for breakfast. Yes. The great comedy festivals. Everyone's in a fucking hotel. You're bumping into everyone in the elevator. You're like, we're all going to get eggs. Come over here, and yep. later we're going to the thing, and boobly boop. Right. How about eggs? Little Gaffigan bit. Oh, I don't know what that. What should we do on Easter? How about eggs? Oh, wow. <laughs> the funny bit. I'm, I'm killing it. I thought it was another Cool Runnings reference. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. You got it. Wow. That, that's from Hidden Figures. That wasn't bad. Well, who was the... Wait, who was it? Was it John Candy? Yes. John Candy. I was going to say John Goodman. Well, they go hand in hand. Candy was funnier. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Goodman's, Both. you know, he's talented, don't get me wrong, but uh, Candy's funnier. I told you, I watched Caddyshack on the flight. That movie's as good as it gets. Neither one of those guys are in there. But they <laughs> edited it a bunch. They don't show the, the poo-eating scene. Oh, that's, the, yeah, it's iconic. It's so crazy. They don't show that. They don't say brown nose. It's like a bunch of weird brown stuff nose. where you're like, what is going on here? Yeah, that is cool. Brown nose is, is odd. That's a, a classic American term for, you know, sucking dick. Yeah. Or sniffing an asshole, I guess. I think it's kiss ass. You yeah, your head up their ass or something. Right. I think it's a kiss ass. How do you feel? You ever had a guy kiss your ass like uh, a not guy? Literally, not or, or metaphorically. Oh yeah, for sure. How do you feel about that? Well, it depends on what kind of ass. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but uh, we work on this in therapy. You got to accept love and compliments. Yeah, I just feel guilty. Like I had a kid last night. He goes. You're Mark Norman. You grew up in New Orleans. I, I know your dad. I ate your mom out. All this stuff, and he's just listing all these things about me. He knows I've listened to every pod you've ever done. I'm a big fan. I love your ass. And then I was like, my instincts like, I gotta get out of here. What yeah, yeah. Do? Oh, of course. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable and you want to run for it. But but then all we do, I've talked about this in therapy. It's like a weird, not oxymoron. Uh, what is it? Paradox. Called? Paradox. Okay. A little another oxy. That's not bad. Oxycontin. Oxycodone. Oxyclean. Mm. Ollie Ollie oxen free. <laughs> um, Don't covet your neighbor's oxen. What's that? That's the Bible. Oh, it is? Don't covet your neighbor's oxen. Really? Yeah, you're not supposed to, which is an odd, you know, rule. I can't want what he has. In the words of George Carlin, that's what keeps the economy going. Boy. I don't remember. I didn't read the Bible. I got no Bible knowledge. I read it. I didn't retain it. I know Joseph. Uh, that's you. Yeah, he's in there. Both Mary. biblical names, by the way. Mark? Yeah, what are you kidding? Mark, Luke, and John. 
See, I got nothing. I gotta wow. get in there. I gotta get some, read some Bible. I'll get you the Torah first. You gotta read. You gotta read them in order. Luke, that's one, right? That's what I just said. Luke, oh Mark, yeah, Luke. I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, John, Luke. Is not uh, what's that one? Picard. Uh, Ezekiel. Oh yeah, yeah. But that thing is not in the Bible. As I remember looking it up, I think every fucking schoolboy looked it up, and it's uh-huh. not even in there. He just wrote that, and was like, "This is from the Bible." Oh, weird. Yeah. Cain and Abel. Oh yeah, Cain. You don't mean any Cains. Cain and anal. <laughs> Pain and anal. Uh, those go like horse and carriage. <laughs> what, Cain and an anal? I met Pain and an oh, anal. Oh, Pain! I thought you put an a-, a cane in there. It's so fascinating to me. I know we're always talking about anal, but how could it not be painful to have a dick crammed in your asshole? <laughs> I know that inside there's a spot that you can touch there's and you come, spot, which yeah. sounds like a myth to me. Yeah, but. Uh, it just feels like your first sexual experience, if you're a bottom, has to be like, go, go. <laughs> well, one, you need a lot of lube, I think. Yes. And I think it take it's like uh, kale. It takes a minute to get good. <laughs> kale. <laughs> well, I'd blend it then. <laughs> kale and Abel. That's the only way I'd have it is if I put it in a blender with some blueberries. So if a guy was like, I got to fuck him, like, well, put my legs over my head and feed me some blueberries. Pour it right in. <laughs> it's like a- a smoothie suppository. A smooth ossatory. Will Sylvins will hook you up. <laughs> Say that again. You need Will Sylvins to hook you up. Can I address this, by the way? Are your toenails painted? What's going on here? They're white. They look like they're white out. They need to be re-upped. I, I, I missed my appointment. <laughs> what do you mean? They're the wrong color. Well, I think my toes are tan, or my feet are tan. I know, but the nail, usually you can kind of see through them to some pink. Yours oh. look white. Yeah, I got thick plexiglass. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. Well, let's see. Well, I don't want you to take a whole. Uh, my, net, my toenails are uh, they're, mine are wild for different reasons. <laughs> they're the right color though, but they're like pointing in different. They're jagged in the different yeah. directions. There's a crack in one. To be honest, this is the best they've ever looked. But uh, I know they are thick and white. It's like porcelain. Yeah, it looks like uh, an elephant tusk in there. Right there, it's ivory. It's not a bad foot aside from that. Oh wow! Yeah, it's okay. I mean, this you know, it's not wild. Are I've never you, seen your foot. Are you one of these guys like a man's feet? I can't do it. I'll kill myself. I am one of those guys, and it bums me out because Chris Diaz this great bit, and I'm like, I've been saying this for years. Don't you hate when you have a someone does a bit that you're like, I've been saying that for 20 yeah. years. I just never thought to do it on stage. Totally. What, what's the bit? Well, his bit is about a man's toe. I'll throw up. You shouldn't see a man's feet. If you ever see my feet, blah, 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 blah. But I feel the same way. A man's hoof is gross. And in fact, I find about 90% of women's feet disgusting, too. Yeah, I'm just not into feet. But to me, a man or woman, I'm like, eh. I- I'm not, but I'm not one of these like, oh, God, I can't handle it. Like, it's not that I can't handle it. It's just like, eh, it's off-putting. It's off-putting. I see. But a tell in uh, Amy's movie, I want to talk about Amy's movie. I went and saw it yesterday. It was a fun hang. Uh, I went and saw it, and uh, she's David Tell is in it. And he's wearing flip flops in it. Oh David Tell's feet—that's mysterious and wild. I, pl- I picture like a Fred Flintstone, like the bottom is black and they're wide <laughs> and hairy, like he's been pushing a car. Well, they don't do a close-up because it's not a Tarantino, but you can see from a distance. It seems like an okay foot, but like that's a foot you never imagine seeing because he's not yes. going to be in a pool. Right. You're not going to be at his home. No. And even still, he'll be wearing boots. Like he wears like. Big boots, and I imagine like three or four pairs of socks. Yeah, I can't imagine that. That big old clomper. Yeah, the Atel hoof. Well, let me talk about the movie a little bit because I got to tell you, a couple of people told me it's a pile of shit, it's dog shit, and you're going to, they're like, text me as soon as you see it because it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, it's got 35% of Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, that's wildly low. Yeah, so I was committed to going with Sarah and her sister. So I was like, all right, it's date day. It'll be fun. And it's fun to see people you know in movies. Rory's in it, who I forgot about until the movie started. Oh, he's, he's, uh, he's one of my faves. He's the lead. And, uh, of course, Amy. And then it turns out Phil Hanley is in the movie. Love the hand man. Our good pal, which I didn't even know. He kept that on the DL, this guy. Talk to us, Hanley. We're your friends. Text us. Hello. Call us out. This is Because this is us reaching out to him on a podcast. Uh, good point. Call in. But he's in there. Kyle Grooms is in there. Oh. Tony V is in there. I love Tony V. Which is the second movie in a row I've seen with my friend Tony V. Who's like a Boston know. legend. What was the other one? Chappaquiddick. I knew he was in it. Uh, so that was exciting. But this one, I didn't even know he was in it. And all of a sudden, I heard his, like, his very distinct, gravelly voice. Uh, they're in a laundromat. And you hear, like, all right, coming up. And I was like, I think that was Tony. And then I was, like, praying to see him. And then he's in there. He's got some screen time. Kooky. So it's so exciting because they shoot movies in Boston a lot. He's got the Boston casting, the whole thing. That's lunch. So And he's not, like, getting a hookup from Amy. He's just right. a guy going out and getting on the movie. He's got a good look. Great look. You know, he was the gorilla in the Samsonite commercials and from, like, the 70s, 80s, 80s, I guess. Harambe? 
No, no, different gorilla. Oh, he was pre-Harambe. Way before Harambe. Harambe can fucking blow me. <laughs> He's a hack. He's dead now. But there's all those commercials where there's a, a gorilla throwing around a suitcase, you know, the Samsonite. That was like their big ad. It's a famous ad campaign. That was Tony V. Wow. The comedian. That probably paid his lunch for years. He said he bought him a house. I don't know if there's a fence or not, but there's a house. Well, he's open-minded, so probably not. Maybe the fence is hidden. Ah. It's in Charlestown. He, lives in Char- he bought a house in Charlestown. I shouldn't say too much, I guess. In Charlestown, like back in the 80s or whatever, when it was like more sketchy. Now it's like this like a million-dollar house, I think. Smart, bro. That's what I'm doing with this place. This neighborhood's a little dicey. Oh, yeah. I almost got stabbed outside here. Yeah, Girl Scouts are running around. They'll kill you. I might eat another cookie. I can't do that on air. Eat a cook. Not on air. Then I'll be chewing. It's authentic. People here chewing, they fuck, they'll never listen to the show again. Uh, that's true. People hate chewing. Like, you, you get chewed out. You do one show, and they're like, well, yeah, fuck you. You had the sniffles, you piece of shit. You should kill yourself. Right, and you're like, right. all right, take it easy. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we got home from Moon Tower. I fly in. It's a fucking 6 a.m. pickup, the whole Ooh, thing. Wait, did you get any, any shut-eye? I got some shut-eye. I went to bed. It was a weird feeling. I felt very emasculated because you're like, you're going to the party? You're going to rock and roll? What's the rock and roll show? Oh, uh, Goddamn. Yeah, Goddamn Comedy. I feel like I'm 100 years old. I keep calling it the rock and roll show. <laughs> goddamn Comedy Jam. You're like, you go to the party or Goddamn Comedy Jam? And I texted this as soon as I sent it. I regretted it. I was like, I'm closing my eyes, which is such a thing you say to your wife. Yeah, I thought you were dying. <laughs> it's like, so I'm, dramatic. I think there's coins on there. You right, know? Or, or cucumber slices. I'm like, all right, I'm closing my eyes. Like, I clicked off the light, and it's just a funny how life goes. Really. Like, normally, I'd be like falling into the bushes with my pants off and trying to fuck everybody, but I'm like, I'm, I'm off to bed. I had a little sleep cap. Yeah, I had a shot in one hand and a dick in the other. <laughs> I, was, I was ready to bite a, a lampshade on my head and a... Cane up my ass. Uh, Cane and Abel. Anal. Um, so anyways, I go to bed, wake up, 6 a.m. flight. And this blew my mind. We talked about this last night. We had a 6 a.m. pickup because they just want you to all scooped up and out of there. Once oh, the yeah. festival's over, they're like, get these fucking derelicts out of here. And they want you out together. They don't want to do one ride each. They want you all in one car. Yeah. So I'm in the car with Luke Null, good guy, new SNL cast member. Good egg. Beat him in ping pong, mind you. Nice guy. Funny guy. You sure did. And uh, he brought it up the next morning, by the way. Well, he was a little sour. He tweeted about it. Didn't sit well with him. Oh, no. Well, he tweeted about it, and all his fans were like, oh, you should have taken him. I bet you could beat him in other ways. I was like, bring it on, Lukey. <laughs> well, he can up playing guitar. That guy can play. He can play, and he's got beautiful eyeballs. He reminds me of Henry Phillips, like a skilled guitar player with funny lyrics and can actually sing, and right. he's a good guy. Good guy. Funny guy. Because a lot of these, you see a guitar on a comedian's back, you're like, here we go. Oh, yeah. It's going to be. Him up. Yeah, it's going to be, you know. Kiss my dick, cause I'm Rick or whatever. <laughs> Rick Shaw. <laughs> I was about to say that. Oh, um, we're in sync. Periods. All right. So, anyways, I we get in the car and uh, 6 a.m. pickup. Then we go there, and a lot of these guys they don't have the TSA. You don't have the TSA. I got clear. You got clear, but a lot of the airports they don't have that. They had it. When I got to the airport, it was 300 line deep. It was crazy because Soda doesn't have it. Soda's like. This is, he's such a walking contradiction. Not a walking contradiction. That's not the right word. It's a Green Day song. A myth and I ain't got no ride. Enigma? Enigma. Because he's, uh, he's silver or platinum with Delta. Not silver. Platinum. Wow. Like he's, that's crazy. He's above me on Delta, but yet doesn't have pre-check. I'm like, you're flying enough to fly first class and shit. Mm-hmm. You got status. You're the first one on the plane, but you can't get through security. Yeah, well, it's just that whole thing. Platinum, you rack up by just going to the airport and mm-hmm. doing flights, but pre-check actually requires some discipline and, a, and an appointment and all that. Yeah, fingerprints or whatever, but you gotta, you got to get it. Well, Or don't get it if you're listening. I want that line short. It's getting longer, have you noticed? Oh, well, much longer. But even still, as long as you still get through, you don't have to take your shoes off the computer the whole true, thing. True, true. But anyway, so I get through, and Soda's going to wait a day and a half. I bump into Lisa Trager and uh, Mateo Lane. They're having breakfast. So I join them. We have breakfast. Nice. We eat our whole breakfast. Pay the check, all the business, and then Soder shows up, and the plane like he just barely wow. made it. I'm like, I sat and had a whole an airport breakfast with a slow and shitty too. That's lunch. But anyways, we fly home. It's one of those flights. It's so fun. Your agent, Hillary's right behind me. Mateo's a row behind me. Ophir Eisenberg, Dan Soder, Nick, Mull- not Nick, no, Luke Null, Null and Void. Yeah, a lot of people. Ryan Hamilton's on the flight. Then right before we board, Ryan Hamilton shows up. I go, where have you been? He goes, oh, I just got my own ride to the airport. <laughs> he's genius. Like, he's like Jackie Robinson. He slept an extra two hours. My point is, I was on three and a half hours sleep. Landed, go and meet up with Sarah and her sister. We go to see I Feel Pretty. Any sleep on the plane? 
I can't sleep on a plane. I'm too long. It's I'm, four hours. I'm too late. I, I had my eyes closed. Maybe I did a couple of head bob things. Okay. Head Ask bob. Hillary. She was she was right behind me. I think she was videoing the whole thing. All right. I'll, I'll text her. Yeah. She gets 10% of my sleep. Head bob, by the way. Great improv comic. Head bob. Head bob. Head bob and Rick Shaw, they work together yes. on the tour. That's a good comedy team. Bob and Shaw. I don't know what I'm doing. I ran out of steam on that one. Head I hate Rick, myself. Rick Shaw, Head I'm, Shaw. All right. I blew it. Fuck it. Keep it moving. Shawshank Redemption. Aha, uh-huh, you're back. All right, that's something. Yes. Shaw, wasn't he the uh, guy in Jaws? Robert Shaw. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, and the Sting. All right. He's tremendous. Sting Ray. Sting Gay. Okay. That'll Sting. Yeah. <laughs> That'll it stings the you first get a little, time. Yeah, you get a little poo in that uh, urethra, Franklin, and you're going to have a sting all right. I've had it, and it stings like great, the, uh, the singer. Great singer. And bass player, by the way. Uh-huh. Is he dead? Sting, no! It's hard to keep Bowie's dead, Springsteen's dead, uh, the other guy. Well, I had a weird Prince. moment because we just passed the two-year anniversary of, uh, of, of Prince dying. And I was like, that's not the right anniversary. They have that wrong. I was like, this is wrong because I did Conan the day he died. I fucking remember it distinctly. I was like, they got their date wrong. And then I saw it pop up somewhere else. And I'm like, all right, I got to be wrong because there's like three different people tweeting the same thing. But I'm like, I remember Prince died and I was on Conan. And then I did some research. I was like, it was Bowie. They, Bowie died the day I did up. Conan. I mixed it up. Oh, you mixed it but up. But I was convinced. I was like, I remember doing Conan the day Prince died. They did a tribute, but it was Bowie. So I, I flipped him. Got it. Yeah, I remember that because we were texting about your Conan, and you were like, Bowie. Yes. And wow. then, like, you know, they had a whole Bowie thing. Anyways, who gives a shit? What am I talking about? I land, meet up with Sarah. We go to see I Feel Pretty. I got warned that it's going to be the worst movie ever. I got to tell you, I really enjoyed the picture. I hear good things, too, but I wonder... Hang on, stop me if I'm gay, but maybe you enjoyed it more because you had low X spec. Well, that's part of it, but like I also, I'm a pretty good at going into a movie and understand because Quiet Place, I had high expectations. Ah, high and X. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was tremendous. Okay. So, uh, you know, you never know. I've gone into movies thinking they're going to be great, like Three Billboards. I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Sure. I've gone into Quiet Place being like, all right, this is supposed to be great. It was unbelievable. It even. Outdid the expectations wow. for me. Wow, over and, and out. I feel pretty. Don't get me wrong. I feel pretty. No pun intended. It's got some fat on it. it I would have. <laughs> I would have changed some things. Sure. There's some scenes that are a little long. It's not a perfect movie. All right. No, it's hard to be perfect. No one's perfect. But I was waiting to see a movie being like, oh my god. I thought we we're gonna be elbowing each other and laughing and making fun of it. Genuinely enjoyed it. I LOL'd a bunch of times right. throughout. I even got a little emotional. Sarah cried. She's wow. a woman, so on a scale, we both cried, essentially. There you go. I thought Rory was great, and Amy was phenomenal. I mean, she is great. Now, did it have Amy's fingerprint on it? Was it like, that's an Amy bit? You can tell she wrote that. That's so her. I think there was some prints. There's some jokes. There's some really funny jokes. There's some great... Like, the first 20 minutes, I was like, I love this movie. Wow. And then, like I said, there's a, there's a few parts that you're like, this is longer. But I didn't get annoyed by the message or anything. I thought I was going to be like, this is over the top. This We get it. But I didn't have any of that. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go see it this weekend. I thought the first 20 minutes, I was like, I'm loving this. Like, like I said, there's a couple scenes where like, I know what's happening here. Can we just fast forward a little bit? There was a little bit of, again, it's not The Godfather, but wow. I genuinely enjoyed every minute. Rory was great. Kyle Grooms, is not, we already mentioned everyone that's in there. But Amy is hilarious. She's a movie star. She's a movie star. Totally. She belongs. Like you watch like Dane Cook in a movie, you're like, Ew, this doesn't really work. Right. But she belongs up there. She can carry it. Carries the film, and I was really invested. I thought it was good. So go see it. I don't believe the bullshit. I like the movie very I much. I can't wait. I can't wait to see that. I got a big movie weekend. I'm going to see that and a quiet jizz, and I can't. I can't wait. Now you're on the road. Where are you headed? Well, this is going to come out later, but I'm in B-Town, Baltimore, Timonium, and Magoobies. Baltimoreans. Yes. I like to call them that. I don't feel that way. They're great people. Good egg. Good city. A lot of harbor. A lot of crab. A lot of lobster. That's one of those ones, though, but you're not in Baltimore. You're right. fucking 30 miles away. And I know. I hate Nowhere. That. You're I, nowhere. I hate that town. I, hate I love a city club. I know. That town... That hotel, you gotta walk like ten miles to get to Walmart and like uh, Jay Jimmy John's. I'm right. like, all right, I guess I'll just walk for a half hour to get to fucking a sandwich. And a party's like, well, maybe it's good to walk as long as I need to kill time and I get no exercise here. Yeah, but Baltimore, uh, good city, by the way. Good city. Uh, it's got it's got its stank on it for sure. Yeah, I'm heading to uh, Seattle again. This is gonna come out in the past, but I'm I'm heading to Seattle the day uh, tomorrow, and I gotta go see Derek and the the whole family out there. I'm excited about it. 
Which is weird because you forget that I'm like, oh, I'm going to work. I forget. Yeah, like yeah. My manager's like, what's your flight info? And I'm like, flight info? I'm going to hang out with my family. Right. Well, I tell you, I rode uh, to the airport in Moontow. I rode to the airport with Nikki. Glazer? Yeah. And Dan Natterman, which is might as well you ride with a, uh, you know, like a basset hound because he's not saying anything. Yeah, he's a little autistic. Yeah. But uh, so me and Nikki are chatting and she was like, man, these fests are kind of, they're like a lot of work, you know, because you think, oh, I'm going on the road. But then you're like, I got to do a pod this time. Then I got to do a live mm-hmm. radio this time. Then I got to get up in the morning and do a ping pong. And, you know, it's a lot of stuff and it's fun. But yes. you still, you're moving constantly. Yeah. You forget on the road, you're like, I'm in the hotel room till 4 p.m. with my feet up. Then I'll go out and get coffee, maybe, you know, and you really have a slow, long, nice, relaxing day. Right. But on these uh, these fests, you're up and at them. And then, you know, guys like me, I, I was hungover today from the fest. Oh, geez. That lingering. And you're, you're a little foggy, you know, after a fest because you eat shit, you drink shit, you you poo shit. Well, the other thing is, too, you're on and that you're hanging out all day. And so you're, there's not a lot of like you're listening in conversation. And you're trying to be on because you're trying to be funny. And then yeah. you're listening to everybody. Yeah. Which is kind of exhausting. Yes. A lot of times I'm just sitting there watching TV beating off and I'm not focused on anything other than, uh, you know, my uncle fucking me in the butt. And then you get to the comedy club and you're fresh and you're ready to be on uh-huh. there. You know, this you're on all day. And then you get to the show and you're like, I got to do this, too. Well, I had, a weird, I had a weird one schedule-wise at Moon Tower because the first night we had our live pod, which is amazing. Go to the goddamn Woo! Patreon. Get on the Patreon right now. Woo! Go listen to that live episode. It's the talk of the town. And yeah, look how much we're pumping it. We're so proud of this thing. We fucking killed it. Ron Bennington, Krista Stefano, some crazy coups in the front. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Crystal and uh, Go Pack Joe. The whole gang, Rishi and Rashi and Muzzy. Oh, yeah. By the way, the Muzzies, they gave us a, fi- a bonus gift card. Yeah, those things were bonk. <laughs> I felt terrible, though. I got to address this. I walked out on the uh, the late show Saturday, which we thought you were on, but you weren't on. Yeah, they booked too many. There's a couple kooks involved in that. I'll get to that later. So we did the New York's finest show at the theater. That's what I was going to say. I had no show scheduled. I had three on Friday, two on Thursday, and then just one late night on Saturday. So I didn't go on stage till quarter of one. Yeah. I was just hanging out for like 20 hours straight. And they're yeah. like, you're on. I'm like, I don't even know how to do comedy. Right. It's been years. Uh, yeah. So uh, by the way, it's about 550 degrees in here. <laughs> I'm wearing a hoodie and long sleeves and thermals and a jock strap. Sweating. Maybe open the freezer. That might give you a, a burst. Ah, oh, that's the old uh, thing. But then you're wasting electricity and your ah. shit's going to melt. I haven't opened that thing since 41. Oh, uh, all right. But, yeah, oh, we went to Magnolia, your special place. Yeah. That's uh, Joe's restaurant, which we went to with Louie years ago and had a nice dinner where he called queso queso. It's a whole thing. Yeah, he called me an idiot in front of everybody. Yeah, that was pretty emasculating. You guys had just joined the tour. And he's like, you sound like an idiot. And then it was like this weird moment where I was like, I know you guys just got here, but whose side are you on on this one? Everyone had to be like, I think it's good, queso. Yeah, yeah. Don't like you were like, me. had your head buried. You're like, it's queso. You fucking returned. Yeah, that was terrifying. And then Sarah, who's lived in Texas her whole life, she's like, I'm sorry, it's queso. Yes. I'm he's, sorry. He did the thing where, like, uh, this is his biggest crime he's ever committed. It, he did the thing where he's like, well, it's queso in Spanish. And I'm like, I know, but we're not in Spain. Yeah. It's like, it's also Italia, yes. country. Or España. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, we're not, we're here. Right. We're speaking English. We're not in Mexico, we're in Mexico. But, yeah, so uh, we went there, and we always get... You ever, did you ever watch Get Smart as a youth? No, never. It was on Nick at Night. It was a 60s show. It was spoofing Bond. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm familiar. I just never watched it. It was pretty good. It was pretty out of its time. It, it had that naked gun vibe but a TV show. Right. And uh, so they had this thing called the Cone of Silence, mm. where they would talk in the, the office, and they were like, this is some dicey information. They would push a button, the Cone of Silence would come down, and the whole joke was it was this big plastic bubble, and they would talk it, and they couldn't hear each other. Oh, it was a good gag, but I was always like, "Oh, that's great!" And that's what we need because we're always oh, talking yeah. shit about every comic in the business. Even now, I'm worried there's somebody behind that door with a you know a cup. And we were talking in the lobby or the waiting area of this restaurant, and this hefty couple, big big group, a couple of heavyweights, yeah, large people. Uh, they were just sitting there texting and being fat, and we're talking about comedy, comedy, and eventually the guy in his shorts and goatee goes hey uh hate to bother i've been listening to the entire time and writing things down just wondering uh you guys comedians and we're like uh jeez yeah at that point i dove under the bench you checked out completely went right in your phone and me and chris were just like uh we're with chris DeStefano, and he's like yeah yeah what's up and he's like oh i'm i've actually been delving into the open mic world uh, yeah. do you guys have any tips on how to write and how to this is the worst question in the world he goes how do you make time for writing yeah 
What does that mean? How do you make time for shitting? You make time. By the way, I have zero loyalty when it comes to social situations. Yeah, you were out. You flew the coop. Somebody comes over and goes, oh, my God. I dive under the... I don't give a fuck. You're on your own. I wish I had... I I feel guilty doing that. I've done it to my own wife, literally, after a show where, like, some woman was like, oh, my God, tell me about your... And I just sip right off. She's like, you Uh. left me. I'm like, I don't... At that point, you're just another comic on the road. You're going to have to deal with this. You figure out a way out. Well, what... Can we... But... You realize by you leaving, we have to stay. You're, you're screwing No, us. you don't. You, this is well, an Alan moment. You can say, I'm sorry. We're, uh, we're, well, I didn't leave. I just checked. I just didn't answer. Yeah. I just started staring ahead. You can go, I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable uh, talking right now. I'm with my friends. Oh, Talk never... to Alan about it. You're going to have to assert. Yeah, but you're not asserting either. That's, I, got the, I got out first. You're not assert or a mint. But it's like uh, it's like the Seinfeld with Peterman when when fucking yes. Jerry leaves. He's like, you gotta take me with. I'm speaking at a women's conference. That whole thing. Yeah, George. He's like, you're on your own. Right. You know. Uh, but you you have the there is an advantage to checking out first because then he has to refer to the other person. He has I'm, to deter. I'm the first checkout. I have the opposite with eye contact with waiters. I always make eye contact, and then all of a sudden the other five. Uh, looking down, now i got to listen to all the specials, even though all I want is a chicken parm. That's uh-huh. why I came there. So I'm just sitting there making eye contact. He's like, we got salmon, we got grilled dicks, we got your asshole, you right. got cum and your soup. It's a hell of a restaurant. <laughs> but, uh, okay, all right. So you, you're saying you, you fuck up with the waiter, but you're good with the social. No, reverse. I'm good with the waiter. Oh, I thought you, you want to hear the specials? I thought you said you didn't no, want to No, no, I care about him. I, 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 I want to make eye contact. This guy, I don't give a shit about this guy. I see. I mean, I hope his life works out. Eh. But he had some problems, this guy. A lot of problems. Because you're like, this is, it's also a thing, if the guy, if it was someone we knew we bumped into and was asking advice, I'd be happy to give advice. But this is like a guy who's like, first of all, he has the answer. He's like, I live 40, first of all, he's like a 50-year-old guy who lives like 40 minutes outside of Austin, who's yeah. like, I'm trying to get in there. I'm like, yeah, you got, you got no chance. Yeah, he's got cargo shirts, a Pantera shirt, he's 80 pounds overweight, and he's got a, <laughs> a nose ring and an eyebrow ring. Well, those all work. You just described Big J. I mean, he's killing it. <laughs> well, he's also been doing comedy for 40 years. I, I guess. But this guy, he's like, I drive to work. He's like, I got 30 minutes in the car. I got 30 minutes driving back. I, don't, I got no time to write. And I'm like, well, the answer is in there. You yeah. write in the car. You're, right. You tell me you have an hour. He's like, I just sit by myself for an hour every day. I got no time. I'm like, well, that's where you write the jokes. Also, of course you have time. You go home after work. You eat a bunch of dog shit Hot Pockets. Then you watch Netflix for four days. Then you take a shit for three <laughs> hours. Stop! Don't watch one episode of uh, Roseanne and write. But yeah, he's not going to do that. Right? Uh, he's not listening. I mean, this guy's going to kill himself. Oh, no, he doesn't even know what a podcast is. That's how out of the business that guy is. But he didn't seem to recognize us either. He's like, I overheard you. Yeah. But this is the problem. I feel like De Niro and Goodfellas. This is the problem with talking on phones. You can't talk in co- in, in in private. I mean, in public. Right. Because we're over here going, you know, uh, fucking, uh, you know. Uh, Slappy White was a hack, and then Parsons like, "What's that you said? I couldn't help yeah. but overhearing." Yeah, that mom's Mabley was a thief. Yeah, and they're posting it on Facebook, and then we're out of the business, right? Because we trashed, you know, Benny Hanna. Oh, uh, he, he was coming? good. <laughs> he had some good stuff in the. In the I don't know. Benny the, King. Who am I thinking of? Benny King. Benny Goodman. Benny King was Stand by Me. Oh yeah. Rob I'm, Reiner directed it. Benny Hill. Benny Hill. That's something. Yeah, I guess. Henny Youngman. Oh, that's something. Ah, gee. What was the guy? Jack Benny. Jack Benny. Thank you. You know, Woody Allen said he said his whole career he was just doing Jack Benny, but he doesn't do it as well, so nobody noticed. Wow. Yeah, he did not do a good Jack Benny at all. He did a way better thing than Jack Benny. Yeah, well, Jack Benny has the best retort, according to Norm MacDonald. He was on the phone with Bob Hope on the radio show, and Jack Benny was the shit. Right. He was the guy, and Bob Hope called in, and Jack Benny's like, Bob, you're a great comic, maybe America's best comic. And Bob Hope goes, I don't know, Jack, I got to say you are. And he goes, I stand corrected. <laughs> That's great. That's a great line. Jesus. Oh, um, boy. But, but yeah, so you can't talk too much. You never know who's listening. What was there something else at Moon Tower that we were getting into? I feel like my show. Oh, the, the gift cards. That's what I felt bad about. Oh, the I bonk. started telling this. So I came out at, uh, of the closet. To my parents, but not publicly. Finally. I came up. Bennington, first of all, Ron Bennington is the best guy on the fucking planet. Funniest guy, quickest guy, coolest guy, most experienced guy, living legend. Brilliant guy. I mean, I love him. He hosted the show. No complaint. We're all like, this is one in the morning. We got early flights. He's just coming in there having the time of his life. He's got a cigar, three pairs of glasses on his head. Yeah, and he's a guy you respect, but he you can hang out with him. And you're like, oh, you're just a comic. You're one of us. Tremendous guy. and oh, I love him. That guy's my hero. Don't start eating. They'll hear it. Quick chew. All right, Baca, um, <laughs> Baccarat. 
Um, Baccarat? Burt Baccarat. Burt Baccarat. And then there's Sebastian Back. Oh, yeah. And Skelko. Well, also. there's also uh, Baccarat, which there is a game. Oh, yeah. Which I always rem- reminded of uh, High Ally. Oh, High Ally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's High Ally. High Ally a lot. No, High Ally. No, uh. <laughs> Was it a, is it no ha? Is it no ha? High lie? High lie. I used to go to high lie. Why did I think it was high lie? It sounds a little more majestic with a high lie. High lie. I thought it was kind of like a silent uh, but it was like high lie. But if you look at it, I think there's an A. I think it's like J A I like, space L A I. Like Porsche. Right. I think it's high lie. I think What's it's it? Alexa. Is it high lie or high ally? What a dirty fucking cunt. idiot! <laughs> Go kill yourself, nice you piece fucking of shit whore. whore. <laughs> um, hi, what the fuck was I talking? High oh, so I did the show. I come out. I'm playing high lie. I put down my racket. I got to go on stage at the Late Show, the New York's finest show. And I go out there. It's the State Theater, which is beautiful. We should do it next time. I think we oh, can sell that thing. I think it was at 800 years. seats. 300. Oh, even better. The other one's better. <laughs> For us. Yeah, I think we could do something. We could do something. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to talk about the ping pong tournament, too. We're skipping out so We got stuff. time. Keep it rolling, sister. <laughs> All right. So I walk out on stage. The crowd is nice. It's like three quarters full. But immediately I see these two guys, these two fans, Indian fellas, who are a big part of the live show. Get yes. the Patreon. They were amazing. Uh, I think Bennington called them terrorists a couple times. Yeah, I called them muzzy, and they were cool with it. Yeah, I think I did a bloop, one of those classics. Yep. It was a real fun time. But they were so nice. They kept We kept bumping into them. Good guys. They were having some beers, having a great time. They gave us gift cards. Uh-oh. And then we went to Chipotle together, That's and right. I had a bunk card. Yeah. The lady swiped it 350 times. She's like, there's no money on here. She punched in the code. She's like, there's $0. It's not activated. Yeah. And I, was, I thought it was like a prank, maybe. But I feel really guilty because I came out on stage and recognized him. And I mean, I was just like, you gave me a bullshit card, you fucking asshole. And the crowd was like dying. And then he was just like, oh, God. He was just looking like, oh. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. get on stage. Yeah, I think I, I felt bad. And you know how, like, when you you kind of zing someone, or you tease someone, you make fun of them, it hurts so much more when everyone else is like, ah, of course. like people were elbowing him, and I, oh. I feel terrible because I'm I'm equally as grateful for the uh, the card, the thought. But I think they fucked you. You got to go back to wherever you went. I don't know if you have the receipt still. Oh yeah, you don't want to get fucked either, there, Muzzy. But I don't have the card. I mean, I think I threw it at a homeless guy. I said, here, here, buy yourself a burrito and laughed and well. That'll be a fun night for him. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. So I, I appreciate it, but I feel bad for making fun of you, Raji or uh, Rishi. Rishi? I think it's Rishi. Pieces? <laughs> um, well, thank you, and sorry if you were hurt or if I made fun of you. I really appreciate it. I'm grateful. And then I did What's Your Fucking Deal, which we're going to put on the Patreon as well. Yes. And I called everyone retards, and I said I hated them, but I was trying to be funny, and everyone said, like, no, everyone got it. It was killing. But yeah, then I felt bad it. afterwards. That the, I was... the comics on the wall were just bent over, keeled oh. even. And peeled. Yes, good show. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. We're going to put that on the Patreon. Check it out from live from Moon Tower, my 15-minute set, which you were supposed to do. Yeah. Supposed to record it. You forgot to record it. Now, I thought, because occasionally you tell a tall tale, you'll fib a little bit. High lie. Yeah, if you're familiar with uh, Mark's... I want... I'm sorry. I Mark's wanted to record. Hello. I would love to have this. Uh, I just was so nervous, because everybody was going up and killing... And it's a it's a riff show. You have zero material. You It's all unplanned. So I'm freaking out, and I'm scared of the unknown. Mm-hmm. So I just went up, and I was like... He's like, Mark Norman. It was SNL guy. And I just went up, and uh, I just didn't even think about the record. I was so worried about the set. Mm. And now I wish I had. And then I, in my head, I remembered midway, and I was like, they're probably recording this for some reason. Yeah. But well, I weren't. left because I had to run to the other show. And then you were like, I forgot to record it. So I thought you ate a bag of shit, and you're, or you said the N-word. So you were like, I forgot to record. And I was like, there's no way he didn't record. I know this guy. <laughs> and then I come downstairs the next day. And the whole festival, every member of the festival is wearing their bag. They're going, did you see Mark? Did you see the Mark, Mark and Tim Dillon? It's uh, the best thing I've ever seen. Literally, Dan Soder's like, it was one of the special moments in comedy. He's what? Like, he's like, literally, one of the best moments in I mean, wow. he tends to speak in hyperbole quite sure, a bit. Sure, he's an exaggeration. But he's like, well, one of the best moments in comedy. And Tim Dillon's like, it was the highlight of the fest. What? And I couldn't believe it. He's like, you, you should have been there. And I'm like, 
We could be millionaires. Oh, and this man. recording is lost forever. I mean, speaking as a guy who was there, it was it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't that good. Well, I don't know. I mean, everyone was talking about it, and uh, I was pretty in the bag too. But I was just being honest. I just everything we talk about at the table. You know, all the things you go, we got to edit that out. I yeah, just yeah. talked about that on stage. Right. And so it just got real. Then I, Plus, I had Tim there to like keep me in line a little bit. Because I was mm. like, what's up with pedophiles? They're not that bad. If you don't do anything, you're not that bad. It's the guys who do it. But if you're just a guy who likes kids, you're not evil. And the crowd was like, oh, my God. And Tim would be like, yeah, I fuck kids all the time. And that would get a big laugh. Yeah. So it was it was touch and go. But, uh, yeah, maybe... Maybe we'll turn that into my act, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what happened out there, but uh, it was something to be seen. I feel like we could make a million bucks, but you didn't record. I didn't record. Damn it. I want to hear it, too. Trust me. Well, mine was pretty good, and we did record it, and Tim was hilarious, and uh, so it's on there. So go check out the Patreon. My uh, What's Your Fucking Deal with Tim Dillon live from Moon Tower. It's a fun show. It was a fun night. I was bummed I had to run over to this other show, Yeah, which was fun as well. Andy Kindler was on. That guy is a sweetheart. I love Kindler. Sweet man. Good egg. So kind, which is in his name. Ah. I just put that together now. I like it. But uh, he was so sweet. And the Sklar Brothers. We got to talk about the Sklar Brothers. Oh. Well, well, can we, should we explain why Tim, I mean, do people get why Tim Dillon is there? Well, probably not, but they'll listen okay. to the show. They okay. saw the TV show. It was on... Uh, Nobody saw that. It's on no. CISO. Good, good point. It was on CISO for 10 minutes. If you see so, say so, but nobody saw so. Well, you go, uh, it's a crowd work show, and then there's somebody has a crowd mic quote. There so you, you, you go. got to do crowd work, but you have to be able to hear the people. So there's a comedian in the crowd with a microphone. Well, yes, and that was Tim. And that was Tim that night. And so uh, we both had killer sets. One was recorded, one wasn't. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I would but love to hear it. Either way, get on the Patreon. Go check out that set. We did a bonus with Chris DiStefano. We have the live episode. We got another live episode coming up May 7th. Yes. Which is very soon. Buy your goddamn tickets. Go to ComedyCellar.com and get those tickets May 7th. Drive in. If you're in the tri-state area, come on down and suck your mother's dick. The Village Underground, 8 o'clock, May 7th. ComedyCellar.com. So we're at Moon Tower. They do the Ping Pong Sklar Brothers Smackdown. Yes. IFC uh, sponsors it. They've done it four years in a row. There's a big ping pong tournament at the State Theater on stage. They set up four ping pong tables. The Sklar brothers sit up above, high above, and do, like, commentary. Yes. And they fucking were amazing. They're basically just zing, zing and zing pong. They were zinging all the players as they played, how they looked, how they played, the whole thing. And then when you lose, you walk over to the Sklar brothers and they do a little post-interview. Yes, they and, only interview the losers. Yeah, and that... Only the loser. And that part is hilarious, too. They just keep it going. I, I tallied. They must have done about 800 jokes throughout yeah. the night. All off the cuff. Amazing. So funny, and uh, it was really a fun time. Judah Friedlander won, which was a lot of pressure for him to win. Yeah. Because he's a ping pong guy. He's in the scene. He is in the scene. Like, there was pro ping pong players. One of them was smoking hot, by the way. Very cute. And the uh, lady was pretty good looking, too. Great. <laughs> but uh, he walked out and gave her a big hug. Like, they know each other. Like, he knows who's good. Like, he's like, oh, have you seen Zing Wang Pao play? He's right. ranked eighth in the China District Finals or yeah, whatever. yeah. China, they love ping pong. They're good. Well, it's weird because, uh, uh-oh, but the Jews mm-hmm. and the Asians aren't exactly dominating the sport world. But ping pong, I feel like they shine. Well, some sports, though, China in the Olympics crushes it. They got, like, uh, figure yeah, skating right and, uh, you know, the boobly bips. I guess I'm thinking of, like, the, the footballs, the basketballs, the baseballs, the yeah. soccers. No, no, they had uh, Yao Ming and stuff, but, yeah, not not big in those areas. Yeah, they had Lin, but you can name them all. That's what I'm saying. Oh, for sure, you yeah. Know? Hank Greenberg, Sandy yeah. Koufax. Yeah, Yogi Berra. He's not a Jew. He's not? No, he's Italian. Oh, I Yogi Berra. He was, he was so funny. Uh, <laughs> he looked Jew. He looked like uh, Jerry Stiller or something. Well, the Jews and Italians very similar looks. That's true. They always say Jews are good looking, or Jews are smart Italians, and Italians are good looking Jews. Oh, interesting. Yeah. By the way, Yogi Berra might not be Italian, so I might get like twenty five <laughs> tweets being like, "Are you kidding? He's Greek. You fucking loser." I might be Greek, but I think he's Italian. Alexa, is Yogi Berra Italian? She's not gonna know that. She's a dumb asshole. Wow, he really shut her up. Alexa, Yogi Berra, what's the deal? Oh, she's out. She's oh. Oh, ah, shut up, you Christ. fucking moron. <laughs> Worthless. What are you doing? <laughs> shut up. We got it. Shelby would be better than Alexa. Yeah. Shelby's not here. We're in the apartment, everybody. We're doing a remote 
Anal sex. All right, stop, Alexa. It's enough out of you, Alexa. Zip it, bitch. There we go. Zip it, bitch is one of their best ping pong players. <laughs> she's uh, ranked third. Oh, well, she knows Judah. She's still Jew. Uh, she's still talking. No. We don't want to hear anything. All right. There we go. Well, nice to have a, a new uh, member of the family. Yeah. Ah, oh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> I don't think it's getting picked up on the mic, so they can't even hear it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, she won't shut up. Alexa, stop talking. Jesus, what a yappy broad. Anyway, so All I right. went down to the uh, dealership, and I bought uh, Alexa. No. And, uh, <laughs> nah, nothing. We're good. That. All right. Uh, Heard a sound. Anyways, Judah won the whole thing. That was exciting. It was a lot of fun. And man, uh, he can play. I mean, to watch that guy play was like watching a maestro at work. I mean, just he was it was like a symphony. Yeah, the only points scored against him were unforced errors. Right. Like right. he would just miss by accident, or you know, he'd fucked uh, by accident is the same as unforced error. But you get it. Yeah. And he was dominating. That was a fun time. Long day there playing ping pong. How fun was it? Just at night bumping into you and me and Chris, just walking around, having coffee, checking out girls, making fun of fat people. It was I perfect. Mean, Great, great time, great city, great festival. Go next year. If you're listening, go down to Austin. A lot of people flew in. Mindy Spring, she flew in. And, uh, yeah, the Indians. The Indian guys, the Cleveland Indians. The and uh, Yeah, they were all there. <laughs> it was great. And it's a great city. You could just walk around downtown. Then they got SoCo, which is south of Congress. Then they got the East Side, which is like the hipster dicks. It's got everything you need, and it's it's still cheap down there. Yes, you know you'd buy like four beers, and they were like nine dollars. Like holy shit! I love South Carolina. I kept going there. We went to Magnolia. I went to Magnolia every day. I was the Cal wow. Ripken of Magnolia. Yeah, and uh, great spot. I love South Carolina. I walked back every day. We saw the bats. That was fun. Oh, we saw the bats. Yeah, little little bit. That was my uh, if well, I fucked this up. What's the movie? Lights out, Grzynski. Lights out. Oh, Quiet Place. A quiet Place. A Quiet Place. You got a lot of hype. I got a lot of hype about the bats, but it didn't really lead up. Yeah, well, we also weren't there. We were late for shows. Yes. So it wasn't like we just went down there and you're like, but the bats are a thing. We were like, we'll go down here. We'll watch some bats. We'll leave. It's a, it's a, it's a cute little touristy fun thing. It's fun. It's not bad. It's but I kitschy. love that area. We walked so much. My step count was very high. Very high. Now, this is, might be a sour spot in your asshole, but... I got you, a lot of those. You missed a hell of a breakfast, my friend. Oh, Went to Big remind. Cisco's. Don't remind. Ah, let's talk about it. Soder, that pimple. <laughs> he didn't email me or text me. Everybody, everybody else got an invite. Nothing. Well, there's what happened. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the straight dope. So uh, first of all, Chris DiStefano has some sort of complex. That guy can't be by himself. I was getting yeah. calls from him at 7 a.m. Dick pics. He's got problems. He me tooed me all week, by the way. I got about 75 unsolicited dick pictures from that oh, guy wow. and video. Wow, I asked for three. I got none. Well, I'll forward them to you. Please, he put me on that list. Kept FaceTiming me with his soft dick. Wow, that's bold. It wasn't that bold. It was more italic than anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, an underlined. But uh, so I get a call from So I wake up at... 10.18 a.m., I got a text from him saying breakfast, question mark, and then I got a text from Soder saying meet in the lobby 10.30 for breakfast. So I'm looking at that going, I don't know if I want to get out of bed. You know, it's 10.18. I'm like, this is 12 minutes. I'm still sleepy. This mm -hmm. is like my just kind of waking up. I might go back to bed. So then as I'm looking at my phone, I got a FaceTime from Chris Stefano with his limp dick, half naked, mm -hmm. and I FaceTime my dick back at him. And now I'm like, what, what point are we just gay men flirting with each other like yeah i guess i guess when you're into it and he goes you want to get breakfast and i said are you doing the big soda breakfast and he goes i don't know what that is uh-huh i go well soda just said meet in the lobby at 10 30 so he said uh okay i can do that and i went all right great and I, I hung up that phone and i said uh chris d and i will be down there in five minutes so i got out of bed put my clothes on came down you weren't there right and uh, i just assumed everyone was coming i assumed you sure. were you know sleeping in well, so how did Tim Dillon go? I saw the photos, like the alt-right. Everybody was hanging out. Maybe he bumped into Tim Dillon. I don't know. He claims uh, Soder said he was getting the bonfire people together. And then I think he must have thought of me as because, you know, whatever. Aha, uh -huh. fire crotch. 
I guess so. I don't know. but uh, So I always appreciate it. But uh, I wanted to tell you, I wish you were there. We missed you. And then, by the way, we were there. We were like, where's Mark? Where's Mark? Where's Mark? Right, and everyone was like, well, I don't know. I didn't think. That's something. I'll take that. And people kept looking at me because we're like a team. But I was like, listen, I got this text at 1018. I just rolled out of bed. It took me right. everything I had to get down there in 12 minutes. As long as I was thought of, I'm okay at, at some point. You were thought of, but uh, you're also, you get after it. So I figured you were in bed still. I was hurting. I had one of those mornings where I was just like, I can't do it. Fuck this fest. I'm flying back tonight. I'm out. That's the hangover. It just takes everything out of you. And then a couple hours passed, and I was moving. But, whoo, it was rough. Me and Chad Daniels went to Cooper's and got BBQ. Oh, fun. Oh, and by the way, Natterman and Hamilton, that was a bump into. I was there for that. Aha. Uh-huh. They didn't get text. They bumped into. Oh, they went too. They were there as well. Oh, man, I could have replaced Natterman. I could have been a, a, a voice. He doesn't He doesn't contribute. Well, they were a bump into, but he's so funny. But we, so that funny. was a bump into, and then Chris was just happened to be FaceTiming me his penis while I was getting ready. So that was the, that story. But we went to this place called Cisco's Family-Owned and Operated. You get outside. It's in kind of the seedy neighborhood there. Mm-hmm. There's like bums everywhere and barrel, barrel fires. Do you and get it, a couple Ubers? couple of Ubers, oh, yeah. Oh, this is a real organization. Yeah, it was a ways. And then uh, you get outside, it looks like a shitty bodega. Like uh-huh. there's like bars in the window and like a neon light that's kind of like blinking off and on. We're like, what is this fucking place? Bogeta. And then we get in there, there's like eight people. It's packed with like 10 people. It's small. They're like, no, no, we have tables in the back. And this is like a real Mexican family. Ooh. Like an actual family. They're all related. They're actual real Mexicans. Illegals. You go in the back and uh, we all ordered all this. They have these biscuits with butter in like a ketchup bottle. Like it's melted what? butter. That's just on the table. You get these biscuits and all. I got quesadillas and hot sauce and queso, the whole thing. It was unbelievable. Best. It was better than Magnolia, the food itself. Uh Ah. But I like the Magnolia. I like the hipster bullshit in the neighborhood. But sure. Great time. So go hit up Cisco's and Magnolia if you're in Austin and uh, go to that festival. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm running out of things to say. No, that's great. Again, I wish I had gone. That photo. You really do it all for the photo. I saw the. Everything looks like fun in a photo. Mm-hmm. You know, even though when you're there, you have all this anxiety. Am I being fun? Am I cool? That joke bombed. I hate myself. I have things to do later. I'm fat. I'm gay. You, you know, you start freaking out. But the photo, you just see only the good part. Right. So, like, I saw you guys playing tennis in the photo. I go, oh, man, I got to start living my life. What am I doing? I got to get out there. I'm a drunk. I hate myself. And then I go do something and I go, I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I need a shower. I need to right. get home. You know, you can't win. Well, tennis was pretty great. Big shout out to Brian Witt. Check out his podcast, The Tennis Revolution, I think it's called. Mm. I, got, I think I got that right. I but, don't know if uh, I'll ever listen. He was nice enough to uh, take us all out. He drove all the way down from Dallas. Oh, wow. And uh, took me and Jeff Dye and Ryan Hamilton and Chris D and gave us tennis lessons. We were laughing our asses off. Chris D kept saying. Swear words. We had to move sure. over one because it was children. He kept saying Andre Fagasy, which was classic. I love it. It was good fun. So uh, check that out. And uh, folks, come see us live, for God's yeah. sake. My mind is blown when that Netflix thing came out. How many people have not seen us do comedy? It's crazy to me. Wait, wait. You've seen you? I mean, maybe not me. Maybe maybe you, but not me. I don't I'm know. I'm not on Netflix. I'm saying in general, like half the people were like, I've never even seen you do stand-up. Big Tuesday. Oh, I listen every week. Oh, I see. And I'm yeah. like, what? Right. That's so fascinating to me. There's like, I got, I'm not kidding, like 50 people wrote to me and like, I love the podcast, never seen your stand-up. I'm like, that's so, f- you didn't think to Google? Yeah, YouTube's all day. You didn't watch Late Night? Crazy. Not a teehee? Never uh-huh. said huh? Yeah, uh, you're on Netflix. Get out of here. So check us out. Come see us when we're coming. Oh, I got this one the other day, or today I got a, you were in Austin? Ah, get you, here. you always get that right yes. after every ah, time. It's a festival, you kook. It's all over the map. And I've been plugging, plugging. Well, we, well, we didn't get posters, by the way. Next time we go there, we're getting posters. I want a poster. Uh, but anyways, come and see us. I am at. Uh, I think this week I'm at uh, Side Splitters in Tampa. There come out to go. that May third through the sixth. Come to Side Splitters. I'm in Winnipeg at Rumors in a couple of weeks, and now it's time to start pushing that big date Denver Comedy Works. Woo! Fort Collins on the Wednesday. I'll be there as well. If you're a little further from Denver, Fort Collins on Wednesday. June, I think it's June 18th through the 19th, whatever the fucking weekend is. Denver Comedy Works. Two weeks after that, I'm at the Montreal Comedy Nest. Coming back to Montreal. Comedy Nest with Sarah. Denver Comedy Works. Sarah will be there as well. So June, Montreal, and Denver. Don't miss it. Tell your friends. Start spreading the word. Bring a gang. Get your tickets early so that it looks good for us. Denver Comedy Works in June, Comedy Nest in Montreal in June, and uh, Side Splitters this weekend, May 7th, Village Underground. 
live Tuesdays with stories and get on that Patreon. You wanna gonna you're gonna wanna hear that episode. You're gonna wanna hear it. Check me out at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis this weekend, folks. I've been dying to do this club since I was a fetus, and I almost got aborted. Good to be there. New Orleans after that at the Dragon's Den and Lafayette. So come on out. Uh, the Sportsman's Paradise. Oh, nice. State. Uh, then Funny Bone Dayton with my old friend Chris Al. Then Comedy Works Denver also doing that at Fort Aggie, Aggie Theater. Fort something. Fort Collins. Oh, yeah. Fort Collins. Aggie Theater. We're both there coming go. there. Then I'm at San Francisco for the Cluster Fest. Then Wise Guys, Utah. Let's see some. What do you call that? What they got uh, multiple wives? Polygamy. Polygamists. Yes. Then we're doing Levity Live, West Nyack in the mall, New York. Then coming out to DC Draft House in July. You love it. You know it. You love it. Then I uh, turn that gig down. Thank you very much. One Eyed Jacks in New Orleans. Let's sell that puppy out. Long Island Cinema in Huntington, Long Island. Tell a friend. Side Splitters. And then it's my birthday. And then Gotham Comedy Club in Man. Hatton, or should I say, people Hatton, because I believe in equality. So thanks for everything. Check out the Patreon; it's cooking. Maybe better than the actual podcast. That's ridiculous. Point. I know. So am I. And uh, what else? I don't know. We're running out of steam here. Those plugs. You lost. You, you got to have a cookie. Eat the rest of that cookie. Let's chew on the camera. Who put cookies in his mouth? <laughs> the microphone. You All right, I'll have a bite of the sugar. Oh, here, this is your piece there. That's not my piece. No, I'm giving it to you. No, no, you take it. No, I'm yeah, going to have the other sugar. You take a sugar, I'll take a sugar. I had a whole chocolate chip. I felt guilty. I don't want to eat your scraps. What's wrong with a scrap? <laughs> I mean, I don't like a scrap. Scrappy do. He ruined the show. Yeah, they, they jumped the scrappy. Uh, all right, so praise Allah, tell a friend, fuck your anal. I think we're really growing. I feel like there's some growth happening. Oh, it's growing. I mean, not as people so much, but the fan base. Yes, yes, or my dick. And we're coming out to L.A. at some point, so West Coast, tell a friend. I, don't, I shouldn't have said that, but uh, maybe we'll come out to L.A. We're trying to come out to L.A. We're trying to put together an L.A. show. In fact, write to us. Let us know you're interested. Yes. So we can send it to our agents and say, hey, let's sell some L.A. ticks. Please, and always shirts online, mugs, jizz, fill her up. And uh, praise Allah. We'll see you in hell. Go gay and fuck your dad. Bye. Bye.